Okay, we continue with Sitter Snippets again, sponsor for Zchus of Rafua Shlema for Adol Bas Al Tachaya. Should have a Rafua Shlema. We are uh, continuing or completing the bracha, the last of the Birchos Hashachar, which is the longest bracha in that list. Hamavir Shena Meinayus Pai is not the complete bracha. We don't interrupt with Amen. We go right into the Vihi Ratzon. The Vav Achibor connects it. And the bracha, as we've been discussing, is not a bracha for waking up from physical sleep or slumber, but sleepwalking through life. Sleepwalking through life, neglecting the presence and the feeling of Hashem in our lives. And how do we develop an awareness? How do we develop the capacity to see Hashem, to feel Hashem, to be appreciative? By habituating ourselves, by creating a second nature that we live a life of Torah. Not only Torah living of observance, and not only Torah learning in the technical formal sense, but that we approach all of life through Torah. And we continue with that we cling, not just externally perform your mitzvos, not just to go through the motion of doing mitzvos, that the mitzvos yield a sense of closeness, connection, a glue, devek, a bond between us and Hashem. So continuing, we turn to Hashem and we say, please help us the day that is entirely ahead of us. Remember, it's the way we're beginning our morning. Hashem, the day that is unfolding before us, help us avoid chet avera and avon. What is the difference between these three things? Chet, sin, transgression, disgrace. So chet we know is bishoge, one is accidental, and then we get into maze, and then we get into intentional. So we're saying to Hashem, help us from chet avera and avon. Even if we do things bishoge, unknowingly, even if we do things by mistake, unwillfully, but help us, protect us from our own inner voice of self-sabotage, protect us from our own temptation, our own desire, our own appetite to do that which is wrong. And then we continue, and don't allow the Yetzirah to rule over us. Now, what does it mean, we're asking Hashem for things that seemingly we're in control of. Does God cause us to make mistakes? Does God cause us to violate indiscretions and show poor judgment? Isn't it passing the buck? What are we doing when we're asking Hashem, help us in our day ahead, not violate transgression, indiscretion, help prevent us from being ruled over by our, by our Yetzirah. So the Shla Kaddosh explains based on the Gemara Shabbos. The Gemara Shabbos, the Gemara Shabbos, Basically, we create a reality based on our intention. The world responds to the energy that we put out. If we are devoted and dedicated to the right things, if we're on the path of personal growth, if we set a trajectory of doing the right things, then the world responds. The world, the Kodesh Baruch Hu opens doors. Kodesh Baruch Hu creates opportunities. The Almighty continues to lead us down that path that we set out. But the inverse is also true. If the energy we put out is negative, if we're looking for the opportunity to do the wrong thing, if we're savoring it, if we're nostalgic for it, if we welcome it, then the world will provide those negative opportunities as well. So the world responds to the, so to say, energy or initiative, the interest that we put out. So we turn to Hashem, we say, Please ignore my energy. Even if I'm looking for the wrong thing, don't let me find it. If I'm trying to literally look at the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, go the wrong place, I'm tempted to do the wrong thing, no matter what my intent and no matter what energy I'm putting out, protect me from myself. Even though I'm habali tame, even when I'm setting out to do that which is wrong, help things work out to protect me from myself. 
And we say, Al Tashled Banu Yetzahara. May the Yetzahara not rule over us. Now that's a bizarre request to make. The Yetzahara should not rule over us. What do you mean? A moment ago, we said, Targilenu Besorasecha. A moment ago, we asked Hashem to make it second nature to be accustomed to live and learn and love Torah. So if we have grown in our stature of Torah, in our status as B'nai Torah, if we've transformed ourselves to Torah personalities, why do we have to ask Hashem to spare us from the eight Sahara? So again, the answer is, the Shlach points out, based on the Gemara and Sukkah this time, Nandalad, the Gemara and Sukkah says, Whoever is greater in Torah doesn't mean that you are immune, that you're protected from the influence and the power of the Yitzhar. In fact, it's the opposite. The more Torah charisma, Torah knowledge, the more passion, the more enthusiasm you have in life, it expresses itself not only in the good, but since everything always has an equal and opposite, if my Yitzhar Tov is great, if I've invested and nourished my positive inclination, then my negative inclination will grow with it. And we've seen that some of our greatest people, some of our greatest personalities in Torah and even outside of Torah. The more charisma, the more energy, the more creativity, the more knowledge, the more leadership, the more passion, the more their struggle with other things that come along. So the fact that Targilinu B'Sorasecha, even if we've accustomed ourselves to Torah, doesn't protect us, doesn't make us immune from the power and influence of the Eight Sahara, so much so that we say Al Tishlot. Now why do we say Al Tashlot, Banu Yet Sahara? Let the Yet Sahara not rule over us. I think there's a really important insight that comes out of that word, Tashlot. Tashlot means, let it not be supreme, let it not rule over us, let it not control us, let it not be sovereign over us. Right? A, a tashlet means let it not dictate to us, let it not be a dictator of our lives. It's very important to realize, why don't we ask, Hashem, why don't you eliminate our Sahara? As I start my day, say, Hashem, you know what, I'm going through the day, I'm spiritually exhausted, physically spent, I don't have the energy to confront my Sahara and defeat it, so Hashem, help me out, get rid of the Sahara. Let me not struggle today. Let me not be tempted today. Let me not have that voice whatsoever inside me. Extinguish it, purge it, get rid of it. And the obvious answer of why we don't ask for that is it's impossible. To be alive is to have a Yetzirah. If you lack a Yetzirah, you lack a pulse. If you lack a Yetzirah, you lack health and function. To be alive is to have a Yetzirah. We were born with this conflict, this tension, this ever-present battle between our nefesh bahami, our animal soul, and chilek alukam imal mamash, the godly spirit, each trying to struggle to be in charge of our lives and to be engaged in the struggle. And to win in the struggle is exactly the essence. It's the tachlis of our lives. So we don't ask God, get rid of the Sahara. What we ask God is, I know that to be alive, if I have eyes in my head, if I have a mouth that can speak and ears that can hear and feet that can lead me places and hands that can engage the world, I know I will confront the Sahara. I'm not asking for it to be removed. I'm asking Al Tashlet, let it not rule over me, let me rule over it. Because it's a terrible mistake to think that we've ever conquered or defeated the Sahara. No matter what the particular Sahara is, they teach in the program, any program that has to do with addiction and compulsion, that the moment you think you've defeated that challenge, you are most vulnerable to go back to it. person has to realize we never conquer, we never eliminate the Sahara. At best we can manage it, instead of it managing us. And that's why the tefillah that we offer is, Al Tashlet Banu Yitzhahara, let us rule over the Yitzhahara, and not the Yitzhahara rule over us.